Hello and welcome to the second attempt of the 72nd episode of Long Live Play, the number one Australian PlayStation podcast and proudly a part of the Pixel Podcast Network, the show where you can get your weekly dose of PlayStation news, lukewarm takes and mental breaks, hosted by myself, Govinda Whitehurst, and the Zeus to my Odin, Mr. Kale Adam. If you like what you hear, you can and should review us on any podcast platform that will allow it and follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Strike that. Follow us on Twitter at Long Live Pod. With that out of the way, Kale, you fucked up, dude. I did fucked up. I fucked it up. And what happened? And ironically, <laughs> ironically, it is comes the week after you you berated me on I air did, about yeah. about no. my audio just being bad. Like it wasn't even yeah. that I just it wasn't that I did anything wrong. I just missed that my audio was crackly and weird. And I don't know how I would have known that until I listened to it in the edit. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But do you want to explain what you did or should I be the one to berate you? Because <laughs> not, I mean, it's like, own. At least, at least the episode that my audio was bad and we still have it. It just sounds bad and I didn't want to edit mm. it and put it out because it sounded bad. But we can't even, we don't even, this is the true lost episode. One, yes. we've, we've just continued with the numbering. So there was another version of episode 72 <laughs> that is just gone now. Doesn't exist. For any of our new listeners, uh, there was no episode last week because... Uh, well, look, a lot of things happened. There was a lot of high-stress situations going on. No, but what essentially no. happened was I did not hit the record button and Govinda and I just spoke to each other for an hour. So, I just I have my record. And I actually have format of my card. My recording's gone. So, the episode's <laughs> totally lost now. Now, I just want to just run through a few little like quick questions with you just to make sure mm, we're all on the same sure, page. Sure, sure. So, Absolutely. how many episodes of this have we done, roughly? Probably 72? Uh, 69. <laughs> 72, <laughs> 73, with like the episode zero in there and the lost episode. We've done quite yeah, a few yeah. episodes, right? Now, how many times have you had to push record on the recorder? Probably a similar amount of times, right? Yeah. Makes sense. Logic's there for yeah. that. Now, you know, more as well as I do, that when you push record, the light flashes, which doesn't That's mean right. it's recording. It just means that it's, it's ready, ready to record. It's ready, yeah. And so, what you'd have to do is push record one more time and <laughs> the light goes solid and it'll start recording. But you, for some reason, you, you just noticed the light was flashing for an entire episode. It's just one of those things where I just didn't notice until we were done. And then I went to turn it off as I always do, and saw that it was flashing. And I was like, oh, when I hit stop, nothing happens. And then I was like, oh, no, there's there's been an issue. We've had an issue. So, and, and the interesting part as well is every every week we have a... It's almost like a ritual when we start this show. It's, <laughs> is that I count down the record button push. You do. And I say, one, two, three, go. And you push the button and it starts recording. And we've already got a flashing at that point. We do a flashing yeah. check before that. And we did all of that still last week, and yet uh, yeah. somehow you didn't do it. Yeah, I know. It's amazing to me, too, that even I am capable of this. Uh, and it just goes to show that it, it can happen to literally the best of us. Literally the best of us. And in this case, the worst of us. <laughs> now... It's funny, too, because I've been obviously pushing a bi-monthly <laughs> podcast rather than a weekly podcast, and, and you've been kind of against it for a while, right? You, I guess your argument is you feel like it would be the beginning of the end of the show, right? Uh, I, I somewhat disagree, but then fate happened and my audio was bad one week and we missed a week. <laughs> we and inadvertently then, became one. <laughs> and then, then, then we, re we caught up, we did another episode, and then another week comes through and, and you just didn't hit record. I'm doing air quotes at the moment if, if you're watching. And so now inadvertently we are a bi-monthly podcast. It and is it's your I, fault. I couldn't help but think like we hit that episode 69 and then things just started going pear-shaped. Like there were just issues left and right. Do you think we're just distracted like mentally with like the, the position 69 or it was what? too sexual. The conversation we had was just simply too sexual and yeah I think I'm still distracted like four weeks later. Uh, well, look, uh, just for anyone that it cares, uh, we haven't given up. The show is still here. <laughs> it limps along. <I> <laughs> it's, 
I know it feels like you're in limbo sometimes when an episode just doesn't show up. And let's be honest, our communication on social media is, is not great. I blame Kale. But we're here and we're, we're still going. Uh, we're still going. We're still going. And honestly, like, I almost wish it had happened this week and not last because we'll, we'll do a recap as we did last time. But quiet week this week was kind of a bigger one last. And the worst part is, I actually think last week's episode was pretty good. <laughs> like, I felt like it was, you know. Prove it. It was spicy. I guess we just prove can't. It. We can't prove it. It doesn't exist. It you literally doesn't exist anymore. That my performance wasn't impeccable. It, we've either. got a real Schrodinger's podcast episode going at the moment. Like it both <laughs> it was and wasn't amazing. And there's no way to know until no. you lift the box. But you know what? The box isn't there, and there's nothing underneath it. I'm not a fan of Schrodinger. Yeah, you wouldn't be, because he's smarter than you and challenges you intellectually. Mm. But the, the good news is, Kale, that it means Quickfire is back and I will once again be presenting it the way it was always intended to be presented. Uh, so that, that's, a, that's a positive that comes out of your huge meltdown. <laughs> Although, to be fair, Govinda was crowing and loving that he didn't have to e- edit an episode. It was like he had a whole. Whoa, holiday. whoa, whoa. Of course I was, but I've been talking, <laughs> I've been complaining about editing from episode one, so why wouldn't I be excited about it? But I just, it was more just a, I felt like I needed a comeuppance because the, the mm. week before you, you really, you really dug into me like I had made a mistake, but at least I hit record. <laughs> Like, if you want episode 70, I'll put it out. It'll just sound like garbage. You know what I mean? I think, look, I'm just perfectly happy to let bygones be bygones and we just I'm all not, move along. No, I'm not at all. I'm oh, we all make like mistakes, Kevin. Now, now uh, just really quickly, can you look at your look at the recorder and just confirm for me for a third time that it is a solid red light, you see? It is a solid red light. Okay, good. Flashing on and off. Good. Now, how you going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, again, this this heat, this oppressive heat really seems to have come out of nowhere. We had like four days of rainy storm and now it's like 31 degrees. It's a full month before the official beginning of summer and I'm sweating through the shirt I'm in. I don't know what's happening. Does it really, does it feel like daylight just, like, it felt like last week days were short, like they were kind of in winter and then all of a sudden it's like this week and the sun is up at like 4.30 and it goes down at 7 and I was like, what happened? Uh, it was again, like I, midpoint. I wouldn't know because as we discussed last week, uh, my sl- and no one will of course know this, <laughs> but my sleeping schedule is all fucked up and now I stay up till like 1, 2, sleep until 8, 9, 10 the other day, 10 a.m. I slept until. It's like yeah, I message proper- you in the morning and I just hear nothing from you. It's re- I don't <laughs> like it. <laughs> it's like, I've re- and I mean, it's true that video games journalists are man babies, but I've reverted to... All women babies, Govinda. All women babies. I've no, reverted even, to like even the women game journalists become man babies. It's very it's strange. True. It's a strange it's, phenomenon. It's true. But I it's like I'm a teenager again, an alcoholic teenager. And I just I just sleep and it's really, really restful and satisfying. I don't like it. I don't like it mm. at all. It's not gonna last. Again, we're T minus five weeks from D Day right now for anyone. Not even five weeks, dude. It's like a little less than five weeks, even. (laughs) It's almost this time next month. Yeah, dude. It's like, what, two more episodes of this podcast? (laughs) Like, it's really hard doing this because I don't know what we spoke about. Or I know what we spoke about, but I don't know what we released. You know what I mean? So it's kind of hard. But Mm. if we didn't mention it, Kale is having a baby on the 30th of November. Yeah, maybe that was the last one, too. But um... But who knows? We might have said it in the one before. I don't Mm. know. But that's happening. So that's what we're referring to now. Um, so yeah. But again, that's just a waiting game. You know, we just, we're just waiting. It's just working away. I finish up work. Ah, oh, I got a, about another month. But that'll be interesting. Six weeks off. See how that goes for me. Are you, um, are you going to, uh, you obviously won't get paid because you're a contractor no, internationally. No. So that's just time off, I guess. Just cool. time off. Yeah, we've got actually... Well, Something I'm really excited about, and again, I'm romanticizing this whole thing, but we've created a master list of movies that I've missed in the past years. Because everyone just tells us you just hang out on the couch with the baby. Feeding, napping, hanging about. No, you just gotta, you gotta, what are you talking about? You just move the PlayStation into the living room. Oh, I will. And you, you do the, you do like the, the chest sleep while gaming situation. Yeah. That's the play. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and there'll be movies 
uh, rotating in, but I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a nice time. A nice yeah, time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, get used to that sleep schedule that you're loving so much right now, just being gone. Well, that was that was my... Uh, I, I feel like I'm kind of training because I, I kind of get by on six hours sleep. I hear that's going to go down. <laughs> or at least not all at once. You just it's have fun. to really pray the snoo pays off for you. It's funny. I've actually started listening to our Triple Click, which is Jason Tries podcast. He's just had a baby daughter and he already has a toddler. And he was just like, I, I only get to sleep for three hours at a time. And it could be any time. And that'll be my three hours. But it's broken <laughs> up. And he's like in month two or three of that right now. So, like, that's what I'm <laughs> expecting with a little bit of fear. But I know, mm. and I know this with 100% certainty, is it won't be as bad for me as it will be for Aaron, who needs sleep to function. Whereas I can kind of schlub by. As an animal. Yeah, just wait until, like, she'll, she'll give up on that quickly when she, like, gets home from the hospital and, or you both get home from the hospital, I guess, and you realize that you're on your own and you have to make sure this little thing doesn't die. And so, yeah, you, the, the, the anxiety you'll experience for probably the first, like, four weeks will be pretty real. Like, Erin will probably just wake up, even though the baby's not making a noise, doing anything, she'll just wake up to be like, are you alive? <laughs> just checking. Okay. Just checking. Well, Honestly, my biggest worry is we're going to this big family Christmas down on the Gold Coast and that's going to be us driving to the Gold Coast which is ostensibly a three hour drive at the best of times with a newborn who will be maybe three weeks old at that point yeah yeah that's going to be brutal in fact Uh, I almost like and and honestly this is real and you can use it if you want to I don't know if you want to but honestly the baby is the ultimate excuse you just go we're not coming if you didn't want to you know they all want to see the sure prince for sure but that's not your problem <laughs> you oh, know I- like at, at, at some point you just got to do what you guys got to do and if you're like when it's three weeks we're not coming we're yeah, three no, weeks I've- into this like they just need to accept it and that's the best part is they will because it's a new baby erin knows me well enough when we were discussing this like a year or two ago like she laid that out it is the ultimate get out of anything free card you're just like oh, oh I just, yeah like- i just can't it's crazy like i couldn't get a sitter Sorry. Well, that it's not even that, but even uh, I guess you, you work at home and you both work at home, so it doesn't really work for you. But the classic is like, "Oh, my baby's sick. I can't come in." Yeah, no one can argue with oh, that. Oh, I got to take care of the baby. The baby's sick. I can't. I can't be there. And so you just get extra days off. It's rad. It will be fascinating though, because I think I understand it's difficult. Everyone says it's difficult, but I truly think it's not going to be. And let's revisit this in like five episodes. Because we work and live at home and don't go anywhere and we have everything we want in this house and both of us are going to be available all the time, I don't think it's going to be as hard for us because our life is set up differently. It's not like I'm leaving to go work nine to five or Aaron is and one of us has to be on with the baby. Like We can be swapping in and out and it's fine. We could, re- we could set up so that we both work in the same room. That would not be an issue either, like, with the baby in the room, like, uh, and even then, You will it's... have, like, a rude awakening. You're not wrong. And yeah, no, also, well, like, I just... There's just also, you're going to get to the point where you're like, I just, I need to get my work done. Like, I just have to get it done by the time I have to get it done, but there is a baby that is constantly needing me, and that's going to be the stress. Well, that'll be fine, too, because I'll have six months of Aaron not working when I'll go back to kind of get used to that. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure there'll be struggles and issues, but I'm excited and not overly worried weirdly oh you'll be fine you have a yeah. little bit nanny essentially who goes to work but you know what I mean. oh she yeah she makes the good money too so that's um it's wait nice. i was talking about nola you're talking nola yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course <laughs> that's the best too well, you, well the, the best part is you just you got the baby during the day and you deal with that and then then she comes home at night and you just go uh, see ya. That. I've also got my <laughs> mum, who I plan to ship up and just put in charge as well. So that's uh, that's a nice time. Oh uh, yeah, I'm more yeah. That's I thought I was referring to the living. I didn't consider that, but that I don't know your mum's not like that close. That's a bit of effort to it get. Is, her to, and I'd probably know. I'd probably have to go get her, which is a whole other yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyway, we've been talking about this for Jesus. way too long, and I just I want to I just want to go already. I, <laughs> just like can we skip this week the, too? Thanks for the overshare, but uh, maybe we could talk about the video games now. 20 minutes in, and we haven't said anything about games. You got anything? 
I don't want to do it now. Thing? You took too much time. You just kept talking, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm having a baby. I'm like, yeah, dude, we get it. All right. We've spoken about it. I get it. You're having a baby. But I, there's no time for me now. And that's mm. your fault, not mine. What have I been playing? And be quick about it. I got, I'm running out of time here. Yeah. So I got a Persona 5 Royal as I threatened. I did it. I've done it. I did it. I picked Can it we up. tally up how much money you've spent on the Persona 5 game specifically? Not all Personas, just Persona 5. Because you, you got the original, right? You bought the original. Yeah. And then you bought Royal. Yeah. And now you've bought Persona 5 Royal again. Full yeah. price. I believe they were 90 bucks each. So we're sitting at $270. No, 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 no. Persona, when it came out, was not $90. Don't even toy with me. I don't think it was more than that. Do you mean the first one or Royal? Yeah. I'm going to say the first one, the first two that you bought were $110 each. I challenge that. I don't believe that's true. Dude, Persona game, for sure it's a full price game. I mean, Persona 5 Royal for PS5 was $90. It just came out yeah, maybe a few they didn't. Ago. Maybe they didn't release it at full price, though. Maybe they were like, okay, let's cut them out like no. a $20 nope. slack. You're wrong. <laughs> because they didn't even add the ability to change, like, transfer a save. They just charged full price, and that's what the outrage is. So... Of all the companies in the world that would have charged full price, Atlas would have done it. So I don't I think guess. so. No, I just I think they gave you they gave you a mulligan. So they you're saying ninety dollars? Me... Yeah. Well, on uh, I, I'm seeing the RRP is ninety nine ninety nine for original Persona Five at launch. So we'll split the difference there. It was a hundred dollars. I could actually so find at, out too, which is so funny. You're at almost $300 you've spent on this one game that you have never finished. I've never played it. And you know what I will say? It's fucking worth it. And this 60 <laughs> FPS that you spent months saying would not be noticeable feels like a silky smooth dream. Even just I don't walking think around matters. the city. I don't think it matters. Oh, it's but so, I'm with but you. It, but I, this is like the doesn't... rare occasion. And we'll talk about 30 frames coming up later in the show. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think this really matters. It doesn't matter, but fuck, it helps. It really helps. It makes the whole experience better. And it doesn't change I'm not the game. I'm not, gonna dec- I'm not denying that it's going to make it better, but is it worth $100? For me, it is. For me, it is. Best case is for me, I get it for free. So I'm, <laughs> I'm Gucci. Like I just got a free upgrade, essentially. But I that, will say to this. me, is mind-boggling. In the interest of my own sanity and time, I am fast-forwarding through the four, the first four palaces. I'm not listening to any dialogue because I've been through it twice. I need to get to, I believe it's the, um, not the bank one. Is there one, uh, the spaceship palace? I think that's the fifth palace. That's where I'm up to. That's the oh, furthest look, I, I got. I need you to remember that Persona. When did it come out? When did Persona come out originally? Because that's how long it's been since I've played this. So I, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> 2017. I want to say the original came out. Uh, September 2016. So I haven't played Persona for six years. So I don't know what you're talking about, and I need to go back, and I can, and I can now because I have the best version for free, which is awesome. With yeah, the and transferring. It'd be really fun to just for you to see how much Royal adds. And that's why I think it... Again, I wish I didn't have to buy it a third time. Twice would have been great. I Twice feel is like fine, but three is crazy. I think they did enough with Royal to justify a full price, even though realistically it probably should have been like an expansion. But again, Atlas, they're going to milk us for everything they can. Yeah, they are real dogs for that, hey? It's, <sighs> and it's like, dogs. it's going to be so funny when in like six months it's on PlayStation Plus. Well, yeah. I mean, it actually already is, I think. Isn't it? Or is uh, that the original? I don't know if the PS5 version is. And I, I, no, I think it might be Royal, but I don't know about the PS5 version. It's all mm. fucked up now. Nothing makes sense. These subscription services are fucked and they're ruining everything. It is interesting that we haven't gotten an announcement of Persona 6. Because if it has been six years, that's more than enough time. Like, we should be able to see something now, like... I wonder how that's going to go. I'm intrigued by that. Because Persona's always been a PlayStation exclusive until now. And I wonder um, if it'll still maintain its launch exclusivity or if it'll be a multi-platform launch. I think it will be multi-platform now. Like we'll now, see. I don't know. I, I've been seeing, like, just... I don't think it's going to sell very well on Xbox. For... Well, again, just for the additional well, context. Sell. What Govinda's talking about is Persona 5 Royal just came out for Xbox and Switch. And possibly PC. I think PC too. 
Yeah, anyway, that, I guess it would be on PC Game Pass at least. Yeah, but it's been PlayStation only for a very long time now. It will be interesting to see. I think uh, this is going to do gangbusters on Switch, though. Switch will be good. I, and in I, fact, the uh, Shin Megami Tensei games, which Persona is a spin-off of, are, for the most part, exclusive to Nintendo. So it's even weirder. <laughs> like They have a really segregated uh, cycle there. Like, the new SMT5 is on Switch. And I don't think anything mm. else. And it's pretty good. Yeah. I did love playing Persona 4 Golden on my Vita, and I, so I feel like a handheld Persona is always a good time. But well, yeah. yeah. I think the real play, again, I don't have one, but you get the fucking Steam Deck, and there's an app that you can, or like you can just stream your PlayStation games to it. So you're still getting the trophies, but with the convenience of the good handheld. I think that's, you don't buy the PC version. Why don't you just, you just play it on your phone and get a backbone? Because this is a nice Steam Deck, Avinder. It's got lovely grips and heft. Terrible ergonomics. I like it, but it's I've never so big. One. Have you like seen one? They look so big. I, I feel like it'll be heavy and cumbersome and not super comfortable to play. More big- comfortable than the Switch, though. That thing's terrible. It makes my hands go numb. Mine too. But bigger is better in all contexts, and I will not elaborate any further. I also got to preview The Devil in Me, <laughs> which is the new Dark Pictures anthology game, and it's from what I've played, really good. It's tough because it's still not until dawn and we weren't, you and I both weren't super keen on the quarry, but it's leaning more, and again, I've only played it for probably an hour and it was an awkward hour because it wasn't exactly the start of the game. It was like just as things are starting to hit the flan, so you don't really know who everyone is. You sort of miss the little like introduction for each character. Such a weird preview idea for a game like this. Like what? Oh, and it's also weirder, too, because I've actually previewed it before, and what that was was I watched a trailer, like a closed trailer that I got to watch, had to sign an NDA and everything. So I watched a trailer, and that was a preview, and now I've gameplay previewed. It's really interesting that they're having such a preview cycle. I don't really get it. It's un- it's unusual. Very unusual. You want to know something unusual? You just reminded me that I, I that happened to me this week. But I, I got accepted into the, like, testing phase for Skull and Bones. Like, it's, oh, you it's closed, said that. closed yeah. testing, right? It's a 50 gig download. Yeah. My PlayStation's at Emily's on, like, the poorest internet that has existed, which I got to upgrade today. So, big up. Oh, you did? Yeah, and I got uh, Orbeez and stuff. It's all set up. Hopefully, it'll be Fuck good. yeah. But it took like it took ages to download. It took a while. Like, I had to sign an NDA. I like, and then by the time I went to play it, it the, the test was over. Yeah, right. That's hard. And I look it up, and they're like, "Yeah, it was only for sixteen hours." I'm like, "Dude, it took me like probably fourteen hours to download it, and it was in the middle of the night." Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I I had this fear. So I'm probably breaking my NDA doing this right now, but fuck, that was <laughs> bullshit. No, I'm like, okay, it's well, fine. the game's bad. Well, that's my that's my assumption of a game I didn't even play. We lost it too, but last week I was talking about the Darktide preview that I did, which was, and again, we've been playing a bit of Vermintide, it's the same developer, it's their newer game. That whole thing, though, I couldn't get in, and I was terrified because it only was running, it was a closed beta for press, and I couldn't get a game for, like, the first 12 hours that the the event was running, and, like, I was terrified. I was like, do I need to message them? Am I going to be in trouble? Like, do I need to tell an editor that I can't do this? Like, it was getting to the point where I was like, I need to tell someone. But also it was like, I don't know. I just felt like I was going to get in at some point. Like, I'd get the start of a game and then, like, get kicked out. And it was all just too many people playing. But, yeah, it's stressful. (laughs) It's a stressful thing. (laughs) It's weird that it would be because too many people were playing. Yeah, apparently it was big. Uh, They sent out a lot of codes. Well, you'd think that'd be make it easier to get a game, but yeah, they were just buckling. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, have you played anything, or have you just fucking booted up Cyberpunk again? Uh, I've actually been no, I, I did boot it up and then I stopped, but I've I've been playing a little bit of Disco Elysium still. I'm actually progressing through that nicely, uh, so that's been pretty chill. Honestly, I don't even know how to expl- like talk about that game because it's just like it's tough, I read I, I read a lot of a book essentially. <laughs> What? <laughs> How does it make you feel? That's my impressions of that game. Like, I remember laughing my fucking ass off, but also almost bawling my eyes out. 
Like it gets so uh, dark. At times. I have no emotions, so I don't mm. feel. I just do. You know what I mean? I'm thinking me like a like kind of like a robot. So yeah, there was that. I did boot up Cyberpunk, and I just wasn't feeling it at the time. I'm literally on the verge of it, but I also feel this weird completionist need mm. to like do all the side quests and everything. But I know I'm at the point of no return because I hit the thing and it goes, "You can't. This is the point of no return." Yeah. <laughs> like, so you may be on this. So I'm going to do that. So I could finish that pretty quickly, but. Was there, there was something else I was playing a little bit of. Was there? I just like a bit of Overwatch, Apex, all the normal boring stuff. Yeah. But I, I made Sean download a game called For the King, and then he kept messaging him about how it was actually pretty sick and reminded him a lot of like Heroes of Might and Magic, which mm. seems to be the, the, the benchmark for any game for Sean. So if it hits that, we're good. And it's essentially just like a little like, it's almost like a board game where you uh, have three characters on a hex board and you just move around and explore and discover things and you get quests from different villages and as the turn rolls through, uh, there's a little turn thing at the top It shows you how far away chaos is. So that's like a chaos event. Things will pop up Mm. on the map. You don't want chaos. It's bad. Uh, And you just kind of roll around and... Each of your characters are separate on the map, but you want to kind of keep them together because when you get into a, into a battle, you end up going to like a turn-based battle system. But then they've got these little like focus tokens where I was like, I had an archer and one of his abilities is armor piercing, but you need to get a perfect roll. And so what will happen mm. is you can pay you can pay one of your focus tokens to lock in a perfect roll. And then it, it's a really interesting game. It's a lot of like fake dice rolling in the background that you never see. But it's actually like kind of kind of sick, and it's super deep. And they have this system where you get lore tokens as you play and like do things. And there's a there's permadeath, so like there's a chance yeah. you wipe your whole squad and you're out, and you got to start again. And so once you die, you can go back to the main menu and go to a lore store and spend these lore tokens. And it's not just like cosmetics and stuff. You're actually unlocking like weapons, things that pop up on the map, like points of interest, characters, different classes, and so it's really incentivizing you to just play a lot and then the game will just never be the same because you keep unlocking more things to do on the map. Yeah, okay. Interesting. Uh, and it's, it's kind of cool. Uh, I haven't played a whole lot of it, but Sean and I started a little co-op campaign where I can take control of like one of the characters. I think you can do it three players, so if you're interested, you yeah, could right. take the third character. But it's a lot of like coordinating where you're going because you don't want to separate too much because if you get into a fight, you will die and lose. And it's bad. Yeah, and it's, um, there's no coming back. There are little like stones you can go to and pray to a god, and it will give you like one like it's kind of like a phoenix down. Like you'll survive one death. Yeah, um, and it gives you some other buffs and wells depending on what they're for. But it, it's definitely like an interesting little game, and I think I feel like Sean and I will probably just keep playing it and puttering away. But I, I it was it's it's free on PlayStation Plus Deluxe, by the way. Or, oh, I'll definitely try it. I was because so, I was gonna say like my only history with this game is I feel like I've been on the verge of buying it probably 10 times in my life like it was always like on sale on switch and it looked like a really good switch game but for whatever reason there's also like this is such an aside but there's another rpg called like masquerader same story like i i see it on sale i'm like oh is it 18 dollars worth like if it goes down to like 10 maybe i'll so uh, yeah i'd be i'd definitely check it out if it's on uh yeah it's definitely it's free it's free in the on the in the library of games and it it's this is a classic. I judged a book by its cover. I did not yeah. look into this game at all. I just was scrolling through and I was like, this looks interesting. And I downloaded it. We never we didn't get to play it while I was there. Uh, and then like I'm looking at it on Steam now and it's got like it's like a nine out of ten on Steam and like people seem to really enjoy it. Uh, but it's it's super interesting the way it works. And it it's one of those games where the like when you first get in, you don't really quite know what's going on and it but it seems like every time you play it, you'll learn something new and different and it's it's kind of cool. Like I was I was enjoying it. I have the ultimate game for you. And actually, now that you have a PC, actually, just pause for a second and pull it up for me. It's called Wilder Myth, W I L D E R Myth, one word. And then I can talk to you as you look. Ten out of ten, they reckon. This is secretly one of the best games I've ever played. It's the closest video game I've ever seen encapsulates what a D&D campaign is. So you said like, this to me about Pathfinder, though, so now I'm sceptical. No, I wouldn't have said that. Uh, like, that's different. This is, like, the classic... So, the way this works is you have three characters, their backgrounds and everything are randomly generated. 
there's hundreds of events that can happen and they all affect these characters adding to their legend. So if you like okay. beat a campaign with one of these characters, like in your next one, they might refer to that first character as if he was like Gandalf or something because he did beat that campaign. Oh, and, that's cool. And they can come back. So like, you kind of like add to the world building a little bit. Yeah, and it might be a situation where it's like the big final battle and like a character from, you know, an earlier game pops up to save the day and like there's just so many cool things that can happen. Your party can like turn on each other. They can fall in love and have kids. They can like betray each other and it's very interesting. I think you'd really like it. It's uh, It's something else. But anyway, that's a total aside. Damn it. I was literally trying to buy it and then it asked me for my security code on my credit card and I don't know it. And I'm like, I swear Steam never asked me for that before. But That happened to me the other day too. I guess every now and again it'll pop it up. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely give that a go. It looks interesting. I like that. I like Govinder, that. in the interest of uh, you not angrily messaging me when it comes time oh, to edit. Um, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm going to, I got to stop you. I knew I was playing something else. I started playing Dragon Quest Eleven. Oh, yeah, I meant to ask you about that. I, I put in a good little couple of hours. I was just trying to get past the like the demo that they released because I, I pretty much am just up to where that demo ended, essentially. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, yeah, good shit. I, I was like, turn-based, something turn-based, something turn-based. What was yeah. it? that? Uh, it's good shit. I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I've been liking it. I don't have much to say right now because I've just got past the demo part, but classic turn-based. I'm just daunted by how big it is. It is I just I don't think of it. Uh, the, actually, the creator put it really well. Like he, he was like, this game is kind of meant to be played like an hour before bed. You're not meant mm. to like mainline this thing. You're meant to, it's like a long series of a show. Like you just yeah. play a little bit and go about your business. Like it's not meant to be your be all end all. There's no now, hurry in it. It's. I got to talk about some something that really bothers me about it. And I can't, I almost can't. I, I kind of resolved it a little bit myself, but... The, the music, like the orchestral music that happens in the world and in battles is just so repetitive. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, that's I, probably I, true. I really was, it was driving me mad. And then eventually I realized that I could go to like a synthesized version of the music and it's like different again. And that kind of helped mix it up a little bit. But I was yeah. like, oh God. I was like, I'm turning the music off and I'm just going to listen to some music. Like put on Apple Music on my PlayStation and just do that. It it's the only app I've ever seen in the world that blocks playing music while you play. Wow, a game. that is it interesting. Actively, just goes. You can't do it. And I was looking it up, and people were like, "What do you mean? This is a game where I'm just going to be in the world grinding dumb enemies <laughs> yeah. for hours, and you telling me I have to just listen to this music and that's it." Oh, I. And so that I, burnt me a little bit. That is interesting. I I I love the music. That never. Maybe I've got a higher tolerance for looping RPG music, but I, no, I didn't like, have an it's issue. It's funny too because like I, I played many Final Fantasies and they yeah. have a similar thing where the music just keeps playing. But I'm like, it's just the same. Like I go to another area and it's just the same music still. And I'm like, what I do, do you mean? Like mix I it do up. Understand what you mean because when they um, you've got the definitive edition and they re-recorded yeah. yeah, like all the all the music in an orchestral version, like you said. But it, it is kind of like big. It's hard to describe. It's like, it's, it's a I lot just, I, of music. I, I just focused on it. I couldn't, I like hyper-focus on the music. I'm like, why is it the same music? I'm like, surely it's got to like vary up at some point. And I went into like the main city and it just is the same. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, what? I, yeah, I, just, I get that the battle music is the same, but even in Final Fantasy, they, they mix up the battle music a little bit too, depending on where you are. It's like a like boss battle. battle it is and stuff. But this just feels like it's just the same forever. My issue... I mean, I don't really have any issues. I love that game. I think it's so charming. Like, the um, Aaron and I talk about it all the time, but, like, I would play it when I was living down in Melbourne and there was a particular enemy called the Stump Chump and we talk about it all the time and it's, like, this weird little evil tree stump and he comes out and, like, just the shit that happens in it, like, the status effects. Like, later on you get characters that have, like, a high charm and they can, like... Yep seduce enemies and they'll like give them a little wink and like the stump chump will be like ooh and get all embarrassed and it just does really good shit and the mechanics like the um do you have like the tiny blacksmith or whatever it's called like uh, I've, I've got like nothing yeah the there's the really cool uh crafting mechanic where you actually like timing oh you mean the crafter it. yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Thing. yeah yeah just all that. And like you were saying, you messaged me like the fucking, this definitive edition, they went through and added a whole 8-bit game and it's the exact yeah, that, same game. Yeah, you can game. play the entire game in 2D, like the yeah. old, old school Dragon Quest games, which blows my mind. 
It's so good. And it's literally the whole massive Dragon Quest Eleven, but in 2D. And you just push a button and it swaps seamlessly. It's wild. Oh, it's not a button push. It is definitely not a button push. No, no, no. Oh, you go into a... you have to go to like a church or a, or a statue to where you would usually save and you can go to play in 2D and it will copy oh. your save and create a 2D save. That actually makes not more sense. Just, yeah, it is not I'm just a push of something of a else button. Then. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. You're thinking of um, like a remake where you can go from like yeah. a new version to the old one quickly. Definitely. No, it's not like that at all. But uh, playing that too, it's, it's been pretty fun. Uh, and I forgot about it, but we're, we're going to keep playing it, I think. I don't know. I can't finish a game in, for, to save my well, life. And in like T-minus two weeks, I'm playing God of War forever. So, yeah, 20 to 30 hours. <laughs> 40, you said. You told me 40. You said 40. 50, That's an average questions. playthrough oh, with all God, content. Semantics. I'm so sick of you. All right, Kale, let's, let's do some quick stuff quickly because fucking hell we've been talking for a long time yeah i tried to move along and you're like no i gotta talk about dragon quest i know i had to talk about it. i knew i had to talk about it was it worth it it was and here we are (laughs) no probably not i'll probably end up cutting it honestly but here we are (laughs) uh kale are you ready for some quick fire news this is actually the quickest fire it's had a slight alteration when govinda does it it's called quickest fire oh yeah because kale's quick fire was too slow that's true are you ready yeah i'm born ready Don't panic, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 will not require a phone number on PS4, PS5. What a backtrack, just like Overwatch, just like we predicted. We all saw it coming. Kale, what are your thoughts? None really. Again, I'm going to say this a lot, but we went into this more last week. You'll never hear that. Specifically, the PC version will still need a phone number, but the PlayStation version doesn't. And that's where the confusion came from. It's just because you'll be on Battle.net or whatever, yeah. and Battle.net needs your That's phone right. number. It's fucking normal. I think Steam needs one too. Everyone but- settle the fuck down. No, I'm cutting you off. Oh. We're moving on. Quick as fire. Let's go. Console players will need to learn how to shoot as Overwatch 2 disables aim assist in crossplay. That is bullshit. And let me tell you why. When I play on console and I want to play with someone on PC, I've been playing on console with aim assist for this whole time. And then all of a sudden they just take it away from me. That is some yeah. bullshit. My muscle memory will never forgive you. Thoughts? I think that was an incredible headline and whoever came up with it is probably both handsome and wise. Yeah. Moving right along, Overwatch 2 racks up more than 25 million players in its first 10 days. I actually don't believe it, but that's what they say. But it's also Activision Blizzard and they lie about a lot of stuff. Wink, 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 wink. Kale, thoughts? I 100% believe it. It's on everything. It's free to play. I believe it. In a, I believe Multiversus did similar numbers. Multiverses. I had a meltdown, man. God, that was a terrible game. I played for three days. Not even. I like it. I just, nah, I'll I'm just joking. never go it back. A game. We'll just never play it ever again. I'm over brawlers. Now, let's get into it, Kale. 30 frames a second is the hot ticket item of last week. And despite scrapping PS4, Gotham Knights is at just 30 frames a second on PS5. And that is disgusting. Yeah, it's, again, it's funny because last week this was the topic du jour. It was everything that anyone wanted to talk about. And again, this is a this was just the thing. Like commenters were losing their minds over this shit. And I, I actually agree. Like Gotham Knights at 30 FPS on PS5, despite the fact they cut the PS4 version, is a disgrace. It is their excuses that their excuses that the gameplay in an open world city where you can be doing co-op by yourselves completely autonomously is the reason, but I don't believe it. I think it's a bunch of bullshit. But based on all the reviews, that is not the only problem this game has, and by far it's not even the biggest problem this game has because it didn't review very well at all. No, feels like a avengers kind of game that then they backpedaled on and made it not that but it still is and it kind of is gross a plague tale requiem caps out oh, at just 30 frames a second on ps5 40 frames a second on 120 hertz tvs i'm cutting you off we're moving on quick as fire kale <laughs> thoughts on plague tale requiem also being capped at 30 frames a second on ps5 i don't know that it's worse but it's certainly annoying not better <laughs> no well sorry i do have to comment on the Gotham Knights thing because it feeds in. The Gotham Knights issue appears to be optimization. I actually did buy this on PC and I didn't really play it because I'm kind of, I feel like it's going to be a lot better. I think Gotham Knights is actually a pretty good game, but not yet. I think it needs some more time. It you know what loses patches. me in Gotham Knights is when they told me there's multiple currencies and it feels like a free-to-play game and that I'm, that that really I didn't even me. get that far. The combat's yeah. better than I was expecting, though. It's like kind a, of fun. Like Avengers, like Avengers sort of currency system. that they, Even they ended up scrapping because people were so bad on it. 
The issue is that the world just feels kind of empty and it's not great to move around at the start. I, I saw a comparison of Arkham City versus Gotham Knights. I saw that video too. comparison and it just Arkham City just looks better and it's seven years old. Nothing makes sense. What a terrible it's game. Crazy. I can't believe you spent money on it. Kale, back to a Plague Tale Requiem, 30 frames a second on PS5. Yuck. It is yuck. And I don't know. It's like, it's hard. because Let's the- move on. Resident <laughs> Evil 4's PS4, PS5 remake headlines. The RE showcased just one day after Silent Hill stream. Kale, does that mean Silent Hill is happening? It is. We're going to talk about that in this week's news. So, again, we're catching up on what we missed. So, this has actually happened now. We'll just leave that and get into it in a second. A modder manages to get Kojima's legendary horror game PT running on an unmodified PS5. And unlike the last time this was modded, it was actually playable and not just on the console. Stagnant and wasted. Kale, thoughts? Uh, yeah, this was pretty cool. This was, of course, uh, Lance McDonald at Manfight Dragon, which is one of my favorite Twitter accounts. <laughs> Or Twitter names I've come across. Huge caveat is that while it was running on an unmodified PS5, it needed a jailbroken PS5 to actually do this. So That's you need correct. two PlayStations and it's not worth the time because the game probably isn't actually that good. And I watched it thing and it's not that good, just saying. Again, it was funny. We went into it last week, but I watched the stream where he was showing this off and Lance McDonald, it turns out, is also Australian and has a very weird uh, fan base, very strange in-jokes that I felt very out of place, but it was pretty cool because, like, he just... <laughs> the name of his stream was, like, Eat Shit Konami, I Got PT Running, and all the other... Like, I wrote this story, and all the other sites covered it too, and they had this picture of his stream, and it just said, like, Eat Shit Konami <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I loved it. It was good fun. Uh, sounds like a bit of a weird dude, so... He seems cool. It was just that the audience was very uh, out there, let's say. If you say so. I do, and now it's time for the news we care about, Kavinda, a.k.a. this week's news. Kavinda, it's real. Blooper Team is remaking Silent Hill 2. There was a stream this week. We got to see it in action. The stream itself was incredibly Japanese, and I loved it for it. Just very awkward transitions, strange little in-jokes that didn't translate perfectly well, but this is real, and it's happening. It's so funny how long we've been talking about this, like all the Kojima, Silent Hills, fucking PT, Blue Box, everything. It's happening. And it, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in it. Um, we, we, there's actually multiple games announced. I didn't include them all. Some are like mobile, some are like service games. The big deal here is the Silent Hill 2, which you'll, of course, know is the best one. This is like, if you're going to remake any of them, it would be the second one. Almost more exciting to me was the news that we're also getting a new Silent Hill movie from Christoph Gans, who directed the first one. Did you ever see the Silent Hill movie? I did. That's actually my only exposure to Silent Hill. I rate it. I've never played the game. Not only do I think it's like, might be the best video game movie ever made, I just legitimately like it as a horror movie. I was terrified of it. Yeah, that's mainly why I never played the game because I saw the movie and I was like, I can't play this. Like, I don't want to this pyramid head dude. Like, I don't want time. I got no time for that. It was a Uh, lot. Yeah, look... Uh, it's happened. It's finally here. It's things like this that make me think, like, when when people are talking about this, like, a year ago, just come out and say it. I know. <laughs> it's so like, annoying. It's happening. Like, obviously, cat's out of the bag. <laughs> this is happening. But, yep, it's here. Everyone who likes Silent Hill, rejoice. I, For me, it doesn't do a lot for me. I don't really it's, care. It really is one of those things, too, where it's like, this is not Resident Evil 2 Remake. This series has never been as popular. It won't be as big. But for the... It is a cult classic, so it's important that it happens and that the series comes back. And I don't know, like, the Silent Hill games are fucking horrifying. Like, they're so much scarier than Resident Evil, in my opinion, um, that I think... Oh, yeah. Resident Evil's way more actually. Silent Hill is very, like, actual horror. Yeah. I mean, there's combat, but in the old games, it was pretty bad. And even that sort of added to how scary it was because it was so hard to defend yourself. (laughs) Well, it's like that was like Resident Evil. Like the first two Resident Evil games were so scary because it was so hard to do anything and shoot your gun. And like (laughs) the camera angles were horrifying. Like, yeah. So anyway, that's all there is to that. But uh, yeah, I believe that's coming next year. Am I totally wrong about that? I won't check. 
You're I the journalist. Check. I don't know. I can't remember. This feels like yeah. weeks ago, and it was earlier this week. Yeah, that's no, fine. It's fine. We'll move right along. Kevinda, we got a new Final Fantasy 16 trailer, and this really seemed to come out of the blue. It was more than four minutes long and incredibly gory. Quite a lot of violence in it. You watched this, correct? Yeah, I did. I sent it to you and said it was a sixth trailer. And then you yeah. just ignored me, which was <laughs> awkward. I like this. This looks good to me. You know I have a weird obsession with the number 16 because, of course, I have an obsession with the number 4 and 16 is 4-4. Four, four. So, Final Fantasy 16 and, of course, my favourite Final Fantasy being 8. There's a symmetry here. I feel like 16 is going to be my Final Fantasy. Does that make yeah, sense to you? <laughs> I, I was actually zoned out when you were talking then. There was a lot of just gibberish and nothingness. But uh, it is very it is very gory. And it's it, Has there been a Final Fantasy with blood? There has been, right? But it was like kind of a big deal, right? Yeah, it was. Um, it used to be called Agito, but it became Type Zero on PSP. That was. Remember, remember oh, how Final I thought Fantasy. It was more of a ma- I thought it was more of a mainline one that had blood, but there's like I swear there's a dude that gets no. decapitated in this trailer. You don't see the head fall off, but you see some kid get sprayed in blood, and you do. It's quite shocking. It's pretty, pretty brutal. Now I, I'm still. It looks cool, and I like the idea of like these heroes are kind of are uh, the summons, and like that's interesting to me, but. I... Yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know about this Devil May Cry battle, and I I need to be sold. I need to be yeah, sold. Not too much longer. I don't love this, like, messy screen with, like, numbers everywhere when you hit someone. I don't love it. I don't love it. Yeah. Um, playing Dragon Quest and playing that For the King, which are both turn-based. Like, I'm like, fuck yeah. I love this. And Persona, I, love I can do to turn-based. And So, look, I guess I can get my turn-based fixed somewhere else, but I just... Um, I like the tone of it, and I like the trailer, and I like the ideas behind it, but the, the battle system is my biggest question mark at the moment. I'm, what stands out most to me is it reminds me of um, Final Fantasy twelve in that this seems to be very political. You know, like mm. how, like, in a game, they'll be like, there were the It's like four. Game of Thrones. The- well, yeah, like, like you know, like uh, Avatar, where they're like, there's the Kingdom of Fire and the Kingdom of Water, and the... It was sort of doing that, but then it kept going and there seems to be like (laughs) eight different factions and it's all- Well, there needs to be like, it's like each faction seems to have one lord that has, is a summon, like Shiva, Bahamut, Ifrit, like there's a lot of summons, so there must be a lot of things, but it feels almost like Game of Thrones Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's like there's all these different factions and even within the factions, they seem to be like fighting amongst themselves and it just looks like adult and complicated, which is what I want from Final Fantasy now that I'm- fucking 34 years old yeah but anyway it was a nice trailer i I, i'm looking forward to the game Gavinder, if i told you that sony not even playstation sony fucked up regarding bloodborne would you believe me uh yeah they fucked up not giving me an upgraded version or a remastered version or yeah they did but so i do believe that but continue you just, you just have to imagine what's going on here. So, the official Sony Twitter account, again, not PlayStation, Sony, the massive overarching company known for making TVs and mm-hmm. Discmans and such things, made a tweet. It says, can you see it? Which PlayStation cover are we zooming in on? And it's very clearly zoomed in on the hunter's hat from Bloodborne. It's immediately apparent to anyone that sees it. And... <laughs> immediately people fucking freak out because they're like, this is just one of those things where everyone is so ready for the Bloodborne remake. We Everything gets remade, but we actually want this one. You know, it still can't run properly. It runs at 30 <laughs> FPS. Whatever. People fucking flipped out about this. They were so cut. They're like, why would you even joke about this? Does, like, no one speak to each other in these companies? Like, No. PlayStation is like its own company now. And, like, sure, Sony owns it, but they're not... Yeah, it's hands-on. They're not talking to each other at all. Like, but it's just not- like, who who thought this was a good idea? Like, there is so much anger and annoyance about this that... Look, anyway. I guess so, but I just also think that people just read way too much into fucking everything, and it's crazy. I'm like, okay, firstly, it's not PlayStation. Secondly, they said nothing about a game coming. They were just like, what game cover is this? Like, they probably tweeted it thinking, like, this will be, like, a fun thing, have people guess and, like, interact yeah. with the post. And that's fine, but, like, why not... Uncharted or The Last of Us. Like, why the one game that everyone actually wants news for is desperate, predicts every time there's a showcase. Like, why this game? 
Why was this what? chosen of all the games? Someone like someone who who's on the team was like, "That's a fun game. I enjoyed." Like they don't follow the news cycle. They're not in gaming journalism. They were like, "Which I like playing it, Bloodborne. That's a game on PlayStation." No, but what even about that, this? that just begs the question. So why is that person in charge of social media if they're so out of touch with the community that they're marketing to? Why are they in charge of it? No, you're mistaking this because they're not marketing to the gaming community. This is Sony the brand. This is not PlayStation's social media manager. This I is get Sony's. it, but even there, there needs to be some crossover here because nah, they're directly... This is, a nothing, this is a nothing story. Everyone needs to sweat <laughs> down. It doesn't mm. matter. Like mm. The only reason this tweet was pulled down is because of the backlash that people... Again, are, yeah, it, we didn't even get it to that It doesn't part. matter, dude. <laughs> they took it down, which is... The icing on the cake. It just doesn't matter, dude. Everyone just needs to chill out. Like, you'll, it'll happen one day or it won't. They're the two options. And they're both fine. You get Honestly, fine. I, the, Platinum the thing. I don't think I could play it again. I'm, at this point I've anyway. almost Platinum it. I'm actually pretty sad that I didn't. And I know that a remaster will come out and I won't have the ability to come, like, to use my same save and I'll have to play it all again. I'm not going to do it. So I just like straight up don't believe you have the ability to do it. And I'll no, no, it I don't. Right. I literally could not do that Chalice Dungeon that were really pissing me off. <laughs> Govinda, we also got a uh, little bit of Resident Evil 4 remake. We got to see it in action. A lot of people got to play it. It looks really yeah, okay. good. Yeah. I, I, can I be honest? Silent Hill, Resident Evil, I'm just sick of talking about them. It's fair. <laughs> we've been talking, we've been talking about them for so long. And like, I, I, there's been enough Resident Evil remakes that I, without ever seeing this trailer, I could pretty much know what to expect from the remake. You know what I mean? And it'll be a good remake. It'll be a fantastic remake. Oh, it's going to be incredible. It looks so nice. It looks fine. It's so nice. It, it looks will... like a Capcom... It looks like a Capcom game, like where it's like, it's mm. not God of War or The Last of Us. So, you know, like it's not that level of fidelity, but it's way, way better than it used to be. Uh, see, that's, <laughs> that's interesting because I would actually challenge... I think Resident Evil 2 Remake looks better than God of War. I think. I think you're on absolute crack. We can look into this afterwards, but I think like we we put a little bit um a little bit too much shine on 2018's God of War. That was five years ago. I I still I still think it would look better. Yeah, like uh, after yeah. like the the 4K 60 frame a second PS5 upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. Toe to toe. It's Easy. Interesting. I just can't really. Like, the fucking detail in RE2 Remake, the gore and, like, how incredibly disgusting everything looks. Like, there was a lot of... But the of character models always look so average, in my opinion, in these it's true. games. I just think I'll that, that is, like, their weakness. Yeah. The hair always looks the same and just, like, doesn't move. There's no, like... It doesn't look bad. Don't get me wrong. But I just... Oh, no. Like, the, the RE engine is a fucking powerhouse. And this looks to be the latest iteration of it like uh, like i played resident evil village and i was like this is fine and see that's the thing because i don't even think resident evil village looks as good as re2 remake which is weird they weren't it, can't developed well they weren't developed by the same team they would have been done on no, the same true. engine same engine but yeah moving right along though govinda this one really came out of nowhere it's been announced that fallout 4 is getting a free update parentheses on PS5, we don't really know if it's actually a native PS5 upgrade. It is getting an update. Much in the same way that, like, didn't didn't God of War not get a native PS5 version, but it got the, the patch, right? It got a patch to unlock the frame rate to 60, but it didn't get a native PS5. Yeah, I think that's accurate. It is contentious as to whether Fallout, what is happening. But regardless, no one expected this. Uh, we're not getting Fallout games on PlayStation anymore, so... This is kind of strange that it would do this. I feel like Microsoft will be, like, fucky enough that they would just do a patch to the PS4 version. That's fine. And uh, weirdly, they went another step. They're including more Creation Club content, which is the mods on console. Um, yeah, which is good. I, like, I, I bought this on PC with the intention to mod it, and then I just couldn't be bothered. I literally looked up all these mods, and I was just like, I just... <sighs> nah, and I just stopped. And I was like, that was a waste of $30. <laughs> yeah, look, I love this game, as we discussed last year when I did play it, but let's move right along. Star Wars Eclipse, Govinda. We got some new details. It leaked. Actually, fellow PlayStation podcaster Colin Moriarty broke this story. It was a fascinating one. I got to look into it. They say it's intentional. 
And so this... Who's they? What, Who's who? Colin. They are uh, also Tom Henderson, other leaker that we've spoken of previously. So Colin brought this up in the most recent episode of Sacred Symbols, Behind a Paywall, uh, the Patreon-exclusive episode. He was provided details of this game, uh, broad strokes... They're introducing a new race that's never been in Star Wars. Sorry, the Quantic Dream David Cage Star Wars game. We should say that just as a baseline. Uh, it's going to have a new race, these characters. He had all these like details about how it works and all that. Tom Henderson, after that, independently verified the story as being true and went further and said that he believes that the company themselves, Quantic Dream or the publisher intentionally leaked this information to influencers so that they could not only gauge reaction to the idea, the direction of the story, but if you'll remember a few years ago, I kind of keep that in my head, Quantic Dream was embroiled in like all this malarkey. A bunch of French publications came out and accused them of fostering a toxic working culture and there was hundreds of images of like staffs faces photoshopped onto pictures of like Hitler and like porn <laughs> and there was all this shit it was like just a shit show and apparently they're struggling to hire staff so the, the thought is this might excite people to come work at Quantic Dream <laughs> that's why this is an interesting story <laughs> so is uh, Tom Henderson just speculating that or does he have, no, like, no, no. some source? Yeah, he's got his own source. So, he verified it of his own. Well, no, no, no. He, he, is he, does he, did he verify that Quantic Dream or the publisher leaked it? Well, that's according to his source. Or that, is that speculation? That facet. Well, it's not speculation, but that facet hasn't been verified by another party, a third party, if that makes mm, sense. Interesting. But again, this is a person that you're inclined to believe. People like this, you're like, well, yeah, he, he knows what more, he's talking about. I'm just, I'd be surprised if this was to an employment strategy rather than a just like gauge a response of introducing a new race into a well-established franchise and like see how the Again, public reacts to it. Well, there's just more to it. Like even Jason Shryer's looked into it. He's said that they're struggling with staffing. Like that's just a thing they're struggling with. They're trying to staff up for this. They can't do it. It would make sense that you do something to try and excite people like be like hey you want to work on this new yeah, star yeah. wars game get like, excited about the project i'd be yeah. like yeah if you want to you want to staff people then pay them way more than you would expect to <laughs> they probably don't want to <laughs> like, do hey, that I'll, you want to i'll give you a, a three hundred thousand dollars a year to do this <laughs> and they'll be like okay i'm excited about this project now <laughs> yeah well again we'll we'll probably never know uh colin reiterates or at least his sources do uh that this is like barely begun they're struggling so hard that they don't expect to see this for four plus years, 2026 at the earliest. It's just an idea at the moment. It's just like a vapor, which is crazy. <laughs> it's, it's a Star Wars game. <laughs> That's what I mean. I was like, hey, don't you just have like n Disney money to just throw at this? Like, I, I'm, I guess, I guess they don't a budget. There's a budget, but like at some point, you've got to just either shit or get off the pot. I, I just would expect that. Disney would be like, here's, just take the money. But I guess... Well, see, I don't even know if that's how it works. Like, maybe Quantic Dream pitches the idea. They're like, you can use our shit and maybe we'll help you. But, like, they're not necessarily funding it. Or maybe they yeah, are. True. I don't know. True, true. Well, at least some of it, like, helps support. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fair enough. And then finally, we're going to do a quick little rock block on um, God of War Ragnarok. See what I did there? Real, real quick. Yeah, real I didn't see quick. what you did there. I didn't see what you did there. So, previews are out. Uh, they're glowing. People are raving about this video game. And I'm actually in something of a blackout on it because spoilers are out. Apparently, someone with review code, someone that, you know, was legally allowed to be playing this game, uh, just kind of spoiled a bunch of shit and leaked it. And uh, it's definitely out there. I've seen a video that I didn't want to watch... I won't spoil anything, of course, but yeah, this shit's out there. Um, one thing, just before we like talk about it, the whole Gotham Knights Plague Tale Requiem thing is bullshit because God of War Ragnarok comes with four graphics modes and one of them 
is 120 frames per second. And apparently this game, like the difference with God of War Ragnarok and anything else, any game we've ever discussed, there are no bugs. It is a flawless masterpiece is what yeah, I'm hearing good for from that people. Shit. It's like immaculate. No dra- what frames dropped. No clipping. No yeah, a masterclass. Shit. Even even the first one was very good for it. Like obviously yeah. it didn't have the sixty frames because it came out on PS4 initially, but the they are a masterclass at games. And I think that's something that Sony is very good at, is making sure that the games they release are in a very good state most of the time. The thing that I don't understand is mm. Why release why, like why even release review codes? Like this is one of those games where I think they had to be super confident in house with the the way the game was shaping yeah. up and what was going on. And in my mind, I'd be like, you'll get it a day before it releases, and the review embargo is the release date. Like that is the way this goes. Like we'll give you That's a been- day head start on it, but like we don't need your reviews to sell a bazillion copies of the best game ever. You know. There just must be more to it, because if you'll recall, I believe Gearbox did that, where they were like, we're not sending out early access for our games, and then they backtracked on it, because it must... I mean, it certainly affects opinion. Like, the people, the influencers that are telling you this is good, that must drive sales, otherwise they... You're right, they wouldn't. Yeah, I guess so, I guess so. But, like, I I even saw, like, Corey Barlog tweeting, like, just a facepalm emoji, because probably he figured out everything was getting leaked, and... Or like a facepalm gif, and I, I just was like, why'd you even do it? Like, just let it go, and just so, be confident. Yeah, that that's a weird situation. I don't even want to look into it for fear of spoilers, but I, I feel like, yeah, this person has blown up their career. Like, you don't come back from that. But, and again, we talked about this a little bit last week. This, the advance review cycle that this game is in speaks of confidence. Like, you don't give reviewers, like, weeks to play a game normally. That's not normally done. (laughs) But this has gone out so early. And reviews come out, like, I think in a few days. Like, the reviews are coming out a full week before release. That smacks of confidence normally like yeah of course it does but it's also you're just pl- you're playing with a knife edge at that point like you are but where you're you're gonna like if you release thousands of copies of this game before it comes out weeks before it comes out like it's gonna leak and it's there's yeah. nothing you can do to stop it as many yep. NDAs as you throw at people it's, it's gonna happen that is a hard i was trying to explain this to aaron too and it's like like this game would have been focus tested into the fucking ground like they know this is a 10 out of 10 they absolutely know it's game of the year. They know it's, like, a groundbreaking thing. People are already talking about it. Like, the previews for this thing, and I believe everyone got access to, like, five hours, or they're allowed to speak about the first five hours of the game. Yeah, but they can't show any new gameplay. Like, no, which, no, like, no. I, I, watched the, uh, I watched the skill up one, and it, he was glowing about it. And, yeah. But it was very, very, like restrictive on what he can show yeah. and what he can talk about and stuff. So I essentially haven't seen anything other than that one preview, but it sounds phenomenal. You said you're taking the day off, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm taking the whole yeah, day yeah. off. I'll suffer for it, but it's worth it. I think I'll just get up, play a bit in the morning. I'll work. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, but it is upon us. Like It is so close and I nothing is... like Now the hype is, is generating in my body. Yeah, really. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. So that's it. Yeah, it's a little bit... It's a little bit further away than I think. It's like, what, the 26th now? It comes out on the 9th of November. So it's like just over two weeks away. It's a very exciting time. And God, it's going to be great to have a good... And it's not even a true PS5 game, but like... A current gen ish <laughs> game. Fuck yeah! My body is ready for it, and I can't I'm wait. So it, the hype is the hype is being real. Ever since I watched that skill up review, I'm I feel the hype now. You know, it didn't. Um, and this isn't a spoiler, but because it's preview, that's fine. We've spoken about it already. But like the fact that this takes place a couple of years later, so I wasn't expecting. Later. Yeah, like, and the fact that. Atreus is more competent is very exciting to me like that he is a more active participant this time around like I, I think I watched the he skill was pretty up active too. but I think he was just a bit of a he was a bit of a muppet last time they had to teach him by the end of the game and that's what they're saying they're like he spent every day of the last three years training him for the yeah. fight that's coming like that'll be interesting. it's gonna I, be I, good I, 
it'll be interesting to see how much more useful he is because I don't know what else they can really give to him. Because I know, you, like, you still get him to shoot things with Square, and he always did that in the first game yeah. anyway. So, like, is it really going to be noticeable that he's been training for three years? But we'll see. We, we will see. see. That's been our second attempt at episode 72. We finally got it done. No thanks to Kale and all thanks to me. And oh, I wait, have just been... Really quick. Uh, it, my recorder is meant to be flashing, right? <laughs> uh, if, if that was the case, like if you had done that, this would we would never record again. That would have been it. <laughs> I, have, I would have never... That would be the end of this show and we would just never have told anyone. We just would have stopped. Yeah, just so. done. <laughs> I've been me, Kale's been him. This is episode 72. Get it up, ya. Fear the old blood. Hunter. See you in two weeks.